can be Then I'm walking in Memphis Just walking with my feet ten feet off a beam Walking in Memphis But do I really feel the way I feel Hello everyone, welcome to the Park Scope on Professional Podcast Hour Day 6 Day 6 Day 6 of the road trip We are currently on... What is it? We're on I-55 heading northbound in the general direction of uh, Chicago. We're not going to Chicago, but basically we're heading towards Cape Girardeau, which (laughs) uh, we were reminded is basically like the meth capital of the universe. And our hotel is a little north of that. And um, yeah, that's we're basically heading that way for uh, the final leg tomorrow morning slash afternoon to take us back to... Uh, Joe's vehicle, and then uh, we dive, we diverge, and go back to our respective homes to do our respective home things, uh, whatever those may be. Me, in my case, probably like ironing clothes to go to work the next day. But um, yeah, so we're we're in right now. We're in Arkansas. We're in Arkansas right now. Yeah, we're in Arkansas. So this morning we started off in Dallas. Yep. Um, we left Dallas. We went to Sandy Lake Amusement Park. Yes, we did. Uh, Sandy Lake Amusement Park is a small family entertainment center. Um, it's like a traditional kiddie park, I guess, the way I'd put it. It's, um, <coughs> you know, it's not like a place where you, it does have mini golf, but it doesn't really have like go-karts and, and batting cages. It's basically like a collection of kiddie rides. And there's a, there's a CP Huntington train there, which is it's like almost like ludicrously placed in the middle of the park and like they just kind of spray paint and like paint next to the tr- next to the rails so you don't like stand on the rails when the train comes I guess you get hit by it when it's going five miles an hour um, but it's it's not a very big park it's you know it's meant for like kids and families and church outings and stuff like that uh, you know we've kind of avoided those parks since uh, the incredible pizza company of St. Louis just because you know there's one in Hearst that was nearby I'm not going to sit here with a migraine and be like, hey, Joe, um, I've got a huge migraine and I should be taking a nap. But how about instead of me taking a nap, how about we drive over this, you know, crappy family amusement center and ride an SBF visa spinning coaster? You know, there's there, there are limitations to what I'm willing to do. Um, so in this case, you know, but this was different because it wasn't just that it had a kitty coaster, which uh, Joe rode, Joe, Joe and I, for three fifty cent tickets, it's a nice cheap place too. By the way, if you have kids and you live in Dallas, and you're like, "Oh man, you know, it costs a lot of money to go to Six Flags," which you know it does if you don't have a pass, I guess, or you don't want to deal with like how busy it is. Like Sandy Lake is like it's a kids park; it's never going to be that busy, and it's really cheap. Um, but to get to the the point here, or the- if you want to support something that's local, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a corporate entity; it's just like some family's company. Um, so the real reason to go there if you're a theme park, amusement park guy is it has a very rare pretzel amusement ride, dark ride. Uh, it's basically, it's essentially the same ride that it's been since it opened probably in the late 50s, early 60s. It still has a pretzel on the side of the cars and, you know, it, it is what it is. It's pretty dark inside. There's some pretty, uh, pretty very basic uh, stunts, as they like to call them, uh, you know, like people in the Disney world call things like animatronics, like, but basically a stunt is anything that you come to in a dark ride 
and you know you're you're triggered by you know an optical or physical sensor and, and something happens and you know they're all really cheesy and and occasionally graphically violent and it's fine it's it's the the ride is kept up in pretty good condition for what it is and uh, it's a real rarity. It's very difficult. You'll never, you'll almost never see these things. Most parks that had them have gotten rid of them. I mean, as far as I know, of like original pretzels like this at, in this level and this kind of condition, it's like uh, this. And there's one in Sylvan Beach, New York, and that's pretty much about it. Like everything else has been converted over or, or torn out or got washed away in a hurricane. So very cool kind of rare item and it's cheap i mean joe and i we rode the coaster and the dark ride both of us for combined eight dollars so you know under those conditions how can you really complain that much yeah and and the pretzel was fun yeah um i mean the weirdest thing there was that they had fiesta days yeah yeah which was sort of a santa fe days That's santa fe days yeah and it was sort of a um native american exhibition Plus other things It's just really awkward and weird Yeah there was a big tent And there were a lot of people watching Like Native American dancing You could see them all getting like suited up Next to you know The, the, the um, Their the SUVs mini- Yeah their SUVs And their, their minivans That they drove from the reservation Or wherever they're currently living to, to come to the park that day And There was some other activities going on I mean the place has like baseball fields And stuff like that It's It's You know It's not you're never going to, you know, confuse it with uh, Epcot Center, you know? It's it's a kid's park, and that's it's fine. It, it, it is what it is, and it has something that's that's really rare and really different and really difficult to find, and, and that's kind of what makes it uh, appealing, at least for me, you know, to, to kind of seek that one out. It's always been a real challenge because that park is never open at the same time as the Texas State Fair, which used to have a, a permanent dark ride at it. It actually just got removed a couple years back. So... I always wanted to, to try and get both of them when I was in the area, and it never was working out. So at least this time, now now that the ride is gone at six uh, at the the state fair, now I'm like, okay, well at least I can ride this, and I, I have this like checked off for life. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It's fun. Yeah, so that was super fun. Um, that was our first stop. Our second stop. Now we have to get into comparison territory here. Yeah. yeah. Our second stop was In and Out Burger. Yeah. Uh, the the perennial classic. Yep. In and Out Burger. Uh, at In and Out Burger, we've both got uh, double double animal style with yep. fries. Yep. Uh, not well done fries, regular fries. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me, my cough. Wow. Um, so as you guys know, we've been doing regional foods and sort of challenges this past week. Like um, the regional chain, like the chain chain type fast food that's been available in those regions for the most part. It's like kind of our thing this week. Yeah, and the, the idea was like, hey, we're going to do a massive Whataburger versus In-N-Out comparison. And then it kind of expanded to Raising Cane's versus Zaxby's. Yeah. Which, uh, which will be tomorrow, tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. Um, but, so we, uh, we did In-N-Out. And um, I love In-N-Out. I've always loved In and Out. Alan loves In and Out. Um, so I, I, I should talk for a little bit now. Yeah. Um, so for In and Out, um, I've always enjoyed their burgers. I think they have some of the best like combinations and just methods of putting the burgers together and just combos. Um, I don't think there's many things that beat an, a double double uh, animal style, like out there. Period. Like, Freddy's has that press, you know, patty. Um, 
you know, uh, Whataburger has a lot of the fresh ingredients and other stuff. Um, but there's just something about In-N-Out that just destroys them all. And I don't know what it is. But I'm, I'm simply talking about the burger. Yeah. Um, I think their fries were better than I remember them being. Not the best. I still prefer Whataburger fries. Um, the In-N-Out fries are better than the Freddy's ones, I think. But, um... <coughs> excuse my cough. Um, I definitely would say that the In-N-Out burger is probably my... Like, I can, I can build a better burger than the In-N-Out burger mentally. The problem is it requires, like, way more work than is probably needed. Like, if you made a smaller grilled pat... Like, a smaller fried patty from Freddy's and use that for the In-N-Out stuff, and maybe some of the ingredients from Whataburger, like some of the more freshly cut stuff, you're golden. But otherwise, it... In and out, in and out. It's absolutely the best. I think that's my. I mean, like I know there's other people who hate In and Out. They think that it's it's too watery of a burger, too messy of a burger, too wet of a burger. I I'm. I mean, that's kind of the point. I think of In and Out is that it's a little messy, especially animal style. Um, but I, I and again, and, and what I need to say is like all of the three places we've been to, Whataburger, In and Out. Freddy's, all better than the standard fast food burger you can get anywhere in North America, I would say. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyway, Alan, what are your thoughts? Um, the first thing I'm going to say here is is to tantalize Joe. Oh! So, you know, during the trip we've talked about how your favorite fries are the ones at Raising Cane's, which are the uh, the crinkle crunch, or crinkle cut style, right? Well, I mean, I, I think they're how they fry them is my favorite. Yeah. But... Um, I'm not a huge fan of the crinkle cut per se. Okay. I think um, still my favorite. I, I like McDonald's French fries still up there. I still think the Wendy's French fries are some of the best French fries yeah. out there too. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But um, I'm not. I'm not like totally sold on the crinkle cut. I just think Raisin Cane's just is higher quality in general. But anyway, that's yeah. So, so where I'm going with this is the burger <laughs> that you kind of described is basically the burger that's at, at Shake Shack. Okay, there we and, go. And the yeah. fries at Shake Shack are basically as good or better, you know, and essentially identical in a lot of ways to the Raising Cane's fries. And, you know, I just ate at uh, Shake Shack, like, not, not, actually this past Sunday. It's not Sunday yet, um, but last Sunday, so a week from tomorrow, which is two hours from now, I ate at Shake Shack and... I reminded myself that Shake Shack is pretty much the ultimate burger from a chain, and uh, but you can't—they can't duplicate those as many because there's just—they'd have a lot of if a lot of difficulty getting the beef that they need in order to be able to make those burgers the right way. Anyways, I digress. Uh, I posted on my Twitter account. I said earlier that you know, in terms of a Whataburger versus In-N-Out contest, I mean, I'm sorry. There's just objective reality. You know, at some point you have to sit there and say that you know somebody's opinions aren't aren't valid anymore. I, I don't need to hear somebody's opinions that you know the the world is flat. I don't need to hear that the the universe consists of a bunch of glass domes in a geocentric format where the Earth is at the center of the universe because I know none of that is true. And just as I know none of that is true, I know that Whataburger, which is a good burger. 
and we said very fond things about it, is not as good as In-N-Out. In-N-Out is just better. And I will say that I will say that Whataburger may have had better, like, fresher toppings, especially with, like, the onions, the way that they were chopping those up. I thought that was really nice. But the In-N-Out burger, the cheese, the meat, like, the bun, the consistency of the whole thing, even if you didn't get an animal style, even if you just got the basic double, like, it's, I'm sorry, it's not really that big a contest to me. Like, Freddy's is a closer contest for me to, to In-N-Out, and I would still put it over Freddy's for sure. I mean, it's just, In-N-Out is the best, In-N-Out and then Five Guys, you know, which, that's another, you know, comparison too. Those are, like, the closest analogs you can get at, like, the, the, the macro level to what Shake Shack does at a slightly less macro level. Have you ever had um, Smashburger? I have. I like Smashburger a lot. Yeah, I, I really, we, um, uh, Dayton got one of the first Smashburgers a long time ago. And I prefer the Smashburger, Smash um, Burger better than uh, Five Guys. I like, uh, there's also a place called Wayback Burgers. There, there's one that's open in Lansing, which I really like as well. I mean, you know, I think there's probably going to be like an overload of burger places, kind of like there was an overload of cupcakes, and only a few places are going to survive. Or, or taco places. Or taco, well, taco places, it depends, like, taco places, you could have a million of them because they're like super cheap to pump out. I don't know, like, there's not, what taco places went out of business, though? But I mean, it seems like there's a lot right now, and you're, they're reaching critical mass already with Chipotle. I guess, like, like California burrito-style places, I can see that. Like, between that, Baja Fresh, and, and all that, Moe's. Like, there's a lot of those places that will do kind of the same thing. Like, Tacos, Tacos, like... Like, the thing is, those places don't, those, those places don't do real tacos. Like, real, like, a really good taco place, you know, like uh, Barrio in Cleveland. Oh, shit, see, Barrio. That, see, that's, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. That's the thing, like, Taco Cabana that we, we passed up on this week is almost as good as Barrio. And it's like a chain that's like ubiquitous in Texas. But, but the Taco Barrio have um, Taco Barrio was it? The place I'm talking about? No, yeah. Taco Taco Cabana. Yeah, t- does, uh, sorry, yeah, Taco Cabana. Do they uh, does Taco Cabana have the barbacoa uh, that is uh, um, braised in Coca Cola? I don't believe that it does, but it does have other stuff. Like they're really, really yeah. good. They're Barrio really good. has that, so yeah. that's why I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, Barrio not. Barrio slaps. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Barrio's good. Um, but, like, like I, I guess the thing is, like, we've gotten to a point where, like, um, with burgers, like, people are expecting a lot more from a burger now. I know this is a lot of theme park talk at all, but, you know, just roll with it for a minute, okay? Like, we'll be done soon. But, like, tacos, people still accept shitty tacos. And, I mean, I do. I go to Taco Bell because there's nothing else that's, that's remotely good as a taco option otherwise. Otherwise, I have to drive, like, 20 minutes to the truck. The truck has good tacos, but... You know, it's not as quick as Taco Bell, so it's like we're still we're still working to that world where like really quality tacos are going to be ubiquitous. Burritos, I agree. Like burritos are everywhere. Like the giant ass burritos, the California style burritos. That, but that's again, it's a whole different thing. Like I think burgers are getting to a point where like there's going to be like not everybody can survive. I I wonder if it's going to be like McDonald's or Burger King uh, that doesn't end up making the cup because. At the end of the day, like, people are going to be like, if I'm going to buy a burger, like, I want it to be good. Like, I don't want to eat crappy burgers anymore. Like, I want something that's, like, quantitatively, like, really, really good. And so they're going to start skipping over 
like the more well-known chains, maybe less so Wendy's because Wendy's is kind of like the, the upper echelon of that stuff. But but like, I would argue Wendy's is the best mass-produced burger place. Yeah. Oh yeah, easy. Wendy's is easily the best on that end. And probably, honestly, I bet if we sat down and we had Wendy's presented to us next to like Whataburger and some of the other stuff that we had, like it would it would stack up okay. Yeah. Like, it, w- it wouldn't do hideous. Um, Especially with how Whataburger and In-N-Out present their burgers and how it's all fresh. Like, yeah. if you do the same thing, I could see it being very high up there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think I think that's <laughs> that's that's where my, my thinking is going is like, you know, some of these places will probably end up fading out just because there's so many burger places right now. But I think at the same time, the, the other possibility is that sort of the, the more well-known big-name chains may fade out as well. I guess the thing that, that helps for McDonald's and and less so for Wendy's because they don't have it, but McDonald's and, and Burger King and Taco Bell all benefit from having breakfast menus. And uh, and Hardee's has that too. So, um, you know, maybe that's going to ultimately be like their saving grace. Like, we'll end up talking about like McDonald's in 25 years, like it's a brunch place, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you, why, why do you go there? Oh, I just go there to get Egg McMuffins. Or get a sausage biscuit. Like, nobody goes there to get burgers anymore. Like, they just get rid of all those. It just ends up being, like, McGriddles. That'd be a funny way that things turn out. It, it's totally plausible, by the way. I just want to point that, that out. That chicken sandwiches. Yeah, chicken sandwiches. Their chicken sandwiches are really good. But maybe not even that, because you got Chick-fil-A's opening up everywhere. But then somebody's... Not on one. Sundays. Yeah, it's true. It's not on Sundays. Um, yeah, I, that, yeah, yeah. So, the, I think I think that's that's kind of my, my thinking right now is... Um, I, I bet you about the burger deal. You could totally see a McDonald's without, with like out any of the burgers except for like the quarter pounder and like the Big Mac, yeah, and like a dollar menu thing, yeah. and the rest of it being breakfasty items plus chicken sandwiches. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what most people like. People want that stuff. That's why breakfast <laughs> is available all day now, and it's only going to keep expanding because that's you know like look. In-N-Out's never going to sell salads, okay? Or breakfast. Or breakfast. So, you know, what's the niche that they can make sure that they can always fill that, that those places aren't? Well, you can always get a, a cheap coffee that's not bad at McDonald's. And it can Pretty get a sausage decent. biscuit. Yeah. Pretty decent coffee. Yeah. McDonald's breakfast is always like, no matter where you are in the world, McDonald's breakfast is edible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always decent. It's beyond edible. I would say it's very good. Yeah. I mean, for what, for a dollar to get like a... Uh, or a dollar forty nine for a sausage biscuit, like man. I saw it today when we went to uh, McDonald's two for uh, two, uh, four for two. Oh no, two for four. So that's, uh, that's two for four. there, there, there we go. Uh, two. You can either pick a bacon and cheese biscuit, a sausage muffin with egg, or a sausage McGriddle. Yeah, that's a good deal. Pick that's two decent. of those yeah. and eat four bucks. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Give me a sausage McMuffin with egg and a uh, bacon and cheese biscuit. Four bucks. There you go. So, so we're gonna quickly we're gonna quickly go off of uh, In and Out, which we both agree. Now we're we're just saying In and Out's better than Whataburger. Sorry to those people that say otherwise. You're wrong. We respect but you. In, but Whataburger is fantastic. It's still good. It's still good. It's still better than than almost everything else. But compared to In and Out, sorry, I gotta go In and Out. Now, having said that, we're gonna stay with the fast food for a second. Yes. So we had a long drive from Dallas to get to Memphis, okay? If, if you're sitting at home right now and you're watching this, you know, and... Listening. And listening, go go on Google Maps and, and Google it, and you'll be like, wow, that is a, that's an impressively far drive to just go ahead and do after going to an amusement park and eating In-N-Out. But we did that. Now, on the way out, 
just before we left Texas, we stopped at this McDonald's in New Boston where they took like 10 minutes to get me an apple pie, which was a little jacked up. But Joe had to go to the bathroom, so I worked out. I wanted an apple pie. Eventually, I got one and I ate it. But the thing that was really boss about was that mural that they had. It was, yeah. They also had like a, a display of like Western paraphernalia, like boots and spurs and stuff, and like a whip. And then they had like this mural with like all the 1980s like McDonald's characters on the back wall. So Alan, God's on Safari on Twitter, uh, took a, a video of it. So go check that out. Yeah, I just did a quick pan. God's on Safari. Yeah. So yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I would actually, you were going to stay inside the car. I was going to run and use the restroom. I ran in and I'm like, as I'm using the restroom, dude, there's a mural here and you need to check it out. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, All right, I'll be right in. And at, at the same time, I was like, you know what? Like we had eaten in and out, but I had no dessert. <laughs> and we have, we have these, um, we still have some of these here in the car, these, uh, Sour Patch Kids From the pizza place Yeah, for the for the pizza place Like, basically we, we got some You know, we got a bunch of tickets When I swished this one game I, I won a jackpot So I was like Let me get like a whole Like like 20 of those things I've just been eating them Occasionally on the trip So I was like I don't really have any dessert I have that And I have some like Iced meal cookies Let me go ahead And bang on apple pie Because apple pie is tasty And it's, you know It's a little different And I had to go in And see that And I was That was wow That was wow That was spectacular Yeah so shout out to New Boston, Texas. Uh, you kind of have garbage service and you smell weird, but you have a good mural in your McDonald's. So uh, we did that. Then we got back on the road. We drove forever and we drove forever. And I can tell you affirmatively that I-30 between Dallas and Little Rock is boring and has nothing of value at all. Uh, we did pass by. I saw the exit for Magic Springs, but it's way off in the distance somewhere. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go drive past a, a, a closed amusement park that's not opening for two months to be like, ooh, and ogle some like mediocre rides. Like, sorry, it's not my deal. And uh, then we got to I-40, and then I-40 to Memphis is not really any better. Um, just before we stopped into Memphis to go uh, visit Joe's friend. I noticed on the map uh, earlier today, I was like, yo, we can get to, we can just drive into Mississippi and like turn around. It's like 15 minutes. Like it's barely an investment of any real time. And he's like, okay, let's do it. So that, that like killed a couple minutes for us. We basically walked into his bar at seven o'clock, like on the dot, which was nice. Yeah. So we went to, uh, if you guys are in Memphis, uh, uh, brother, one of my fraternity brothers owns a bar, uh, Hammer Nail. It's in uh, Middle. What was it called again? Midtown. Midtown, yeah, Midtown, yeah. Memphis. Uh, Hammer Nail. Highly recommend it. Uh, about twenty-four taps. Way less today because it was St. Patrick's Day, so people were drinking. Um, good food. Yep. They got like it's not you're not you're not going to be looking at like a like huge entrees and stuff like that. It's basically like a few sandwiches and like some small plates. You know, some, like, shareable-type items you can have with friends while you drink. Or, uh, you know, like, I had an Italian sausage. You had the Pimentos cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, and the food's good. You know, like, he makes sure that he has good quality stuff. Very reasonably priced for beer and for food. And, uh, you know, nice area. Freaking just super cool. Super cool place. Super cool spot. Um, there's a record store over by there. But unfortunately, we didn't get into that because that was closed by the time we got over there. Otherwise, you would have heard... You would have heard all the exciting stuff that I love to talk about, like fast food burgers and picking out vinyl records. 
Let's yeah. do the theme park talk, right? <laughs> That's what you came here for. You want to hear about me talking about buying hardcore records in Memphis, Tennessee. But anyways, um, yeah, so it's it was it was cool. I really liked it. Hammer and Ale. Like, not Nail, but like Ale. A-L-E. So scope, check that out when you're in Memphis. Memphis seems like a really cool town. I really want to go back. I need to go see Graceland. And uh, we also got to check off, like I said, we got to check off uh, Mississippi today. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. So anyway, going back to Hammer Nail. Yeah. Uh, brother Ebley hooked us up. Had yeah. a good, we had a good time. Um, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I I got to catch up with one of my fraternity brothers after eight, nine, ten years now. Feels like. Um, no, probably nine years, eight or nine years. Um, but absolutely fantastic. We hung out, had a good time. Um, bunch of people there. Food was great. Good beer selection. Um, cannot recommend it enough. Super fun, super cool place. So, anyway, Alan. Yeah. Next up on our list is um, we were going to leave from Hammer and Ale and go to uh, the hotel. And Alan's like, well, we need to stop at this one place. So, before going to Hammer and Ale, he was talking about a sports venue in Memphis. That hosted the what fight? Yeah, so it was. It used to be the the place where the Memphis Grizzlies used to play, and then um, actually the Mike Tyson fought Lennox Lewis for the heavyweight title of the world back in like 2001 at this arena called the Pyramid in downtown Memphis. And you know, I'm explaining it to Joe. When did it close? Uh, it closed in like 2003. Yes. 2004. Yes. So it closed for a long time. So it closed in 2003, and. Alan tells me we're going to go check it out. It's now home to a Bass Pro Shops. I'm I'm a city boy. I'm not, you know, one of those kind of people who is like Bass Pro Shops. Yes, please. But we go there. I told Joe, I was like, Joe, just, you know, just give me like 10, 15 minutes. We can walk around, get some pictures, and we'll, we'll dip out. Yeah, and, and I was like, yeah, sure, we can do that, whatever. And I go in there, and it's like, it's it's literally like a full-scale, 30-story pyramid version of Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean, that, that top floor, with all of them, the moss and the, the swamps shacks. and the shacks, and just, I've never seen anything quite like this before in my life. There were... How many gallons of water? 60,000 gallons? 600,000 gallons. 600,000 gallons of water features. There were a... Um, there was a alligator swamp. Yes. There were fish ponds. <coughs> Excuse me. Massive ponds full of fish throughout the whole entire place. Um, there was also the traditional large, as in large, deep over people's heads... Uh, you can look into fish ponds um, that are most Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. Um, Big aquariums with lots of fresh water. There fish. was a hundred room hotel in here that reminded that looking at it, look like it, it's inside. So as you're in the hotel rooms, you go out and you look inside this giant Bass Pro Shop with all these swamps and water features and all this cool stuff. And... Uh, what's really super cool is at the top of the pyramid is a restaurant now, and they charge you to go up to said restaurant 
and you can get drinks and beverages and food and what have you not. And we went up there um, because we had to because they had a bar. And I grabbed it. I grabbed two drinks. We got an appetizer of duck because I'm a duck boy. Yeah. I'm I'm always a fan of duck. I love duck, and I've never quite seen anything quite like this. Um, what my comparison was is that Disney was trying to do with the regional entertainment with Disney Quest, which just kind of blew up in their face. Yet something like this, where it's just a shopping with a lot of really crazy entertainment and like really cool stuff. Like they even have an arcade here, like a shooting arcade. Like it's like a it's like a it's like a paddle boat, like a river boat that like crashed and is like, you know, all rotting. And there's, you can see, like, the interior of this riverboat, and that's, like, the shooting gallery that you shoot at the, you know, the targets with, with your laser gun. And it's a fantastic-looking shooting gallery, probably one of the best I've ever seen. And, you know, they usually have, a lot of them have shooting galleries in them, and Cabela's, too, and, and they're nice. But this one is really over the top. And, uh, yeah, and then also, Joe did not go out there because of his fear of heights, but there's an observation deck <coughs> outdoors on top of the pyramid along with the restaurant the bar and that has like a see-through glass floor on it uh and you, you know you're just I'm just standing out there i had to call the the hotel that we're staying at tonight to make sure they don't like give away our reservation and i was like looking out at the mississippi river and downtown memphis from 30 stories up and then looking down and like seeing like 30 stories below at the ground and also like the side of the pyramid and i was like this is amazing like this is super super cool and uh, the bar too, like there's a lot of really fine detail they put in that bar. The ceilings, and the sports, beautiful. Um, the aquarium that they put up there, you know, you were just like staring at the aquarium, like, like for hours. It's huge. It's a huge aquarium to put thirty stories up because it's a ton <coughs> of weight. I mean, a ton of weight, like an unholy amount of weight that you put up when you have, you know, I think a gallon of water is eight pounds. So you probably had like a ten or twenty thousand gallon aquarium, you know, suspended—not suspended, but but placed on this floor that they kind of implanted into the pyramid that has to be supported by basically nothing because it's a pyramid, like it's hollow under us. And then there's the the elevator that goes up there is the tallest freestanding elevator in the United States. It just runs dead in the center of the ele- of the of the pyramid. So, you know, when you're in it, you can look around in the glass and see outside uh, all the way down. And they explain apparently the story behind it, which was confirmed as being largely legit by uh, by the bartender, is that uh, the guy who owns uh, Bass Pro Shops, I forget his name, like he has, he has his new aquarium also in Branson, which we skipped because they want $40 to get into it. Um, and, and a huge Bass Pro Shop over there as well. But... He was out going fishing with Bill Dance, who, if you know anything about fishing, like, Bill Dance is, like, the most legendary bass fisherman of all time or whatever. And they basically went out and cast it, and, like, I guess he had been going back and forth about the idea of converting the pyramid into a bass pro shop, because they'd been coming to to him with that idea quite often in Memphis. And I guess he caught a fish, and that was, like, he was, like, if I catch a fish in the next minute, like... If I catch a 30-pound catfish... That's what it was, okay. We would we will build into the we will build into the pyramid, and the next catfish they caught was like over thirty pounds. Yeah, so they were like, I guess that's what we're doing, and uh, as a result, we get. I, I I have not yet gone to the to the 
Tennessee portion of the hidden rides and attractions, I assure you this is going to be one of those things because I, I don't think people realize how big this thing is. Like, it's huge. It's huge. This is a 20,000-seat arena that they hollowed out and then turned into a, into a gigantic-themed outdoor shop. I mean, there's like there's a pond that, that has boats floating in it. Like, not a boat, like multiple boats, like real boats that you can buy. So it's, and then it's it, like, like, like Joe was saying, it's, it's very much like looking out at Blue Bayou and uh, you can go in there and you can shop, you can get food. There's restaurants on the lower floor as well and a bar there uh, called Uncle Buck's. There's all sorts of stuff. It's, it's, it's like top shelf destination shopping, like at, at, at its pinnacle. And, uh, you know, in a world of rampant consumerism, uh, no matter how much I hate it, like stuff like that, I always look back at it and I'm like, God, good Lord, that's awesome. Like, I'm so glad somebody did something that's ridiculous. And what's really cool is, um, so pro tip from us is it costs $10 to go up onto the restaurant floor and to the observation deck. But if you go there and then get an entree, which is, by the way, incredibly expensive, um, yeah. like Disney prices, at least, like Disney, actual Disney prices. I'm not like talking like Disney prices like, oh, it's like a cheap Disney. No, it's Disney prices. Um, they'll validate your fee up there. Yeah. I remember one of the things I saw was like a filet mignon for 48 bucks. Yeah, yeah. There was like a, so, it was like prime rib for 32 or something like that. Like, But you know what? The, what we had, our, our appetizer that we shared of the seared duck breast was really good. Yeah. So my expectation is... You know, maybe it's not like the absolute most upscale, but like really, like thirty-two dollars for an entree is not super upscale dining, anyways. Um, but it's it's probably going to be really good, and uh, you know, and then you get you basically your money back from going up to the elevator in the first place, and then you get to go walk around on the on the observation deck. I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's it's so cool, and it's it's not really well advertised. I think that that thing is specifically there. Uh, especially to out-of-towners. Like, a lot of people just have no clue it exists at all, you know. And I, 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 I knew it was there, and I'm like, that's why I knew, like, I have to pressure Joe into this. Like, he's going to, he, he may have resisted at first, but, you know, hopefully he gets something out of it, and I think he, I think he enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. And anyone who's ever in the Memphis area, got to go. Yeah, you got to go. It's, a, it's absolutely incredible. Even if you're there only, like, even if you did, like, the original idea with Alan and I, just, like, ten minutes, man, that's something else. Yeah, it just, it, it, it just, you walk in and it's, like, overwhelming. Like, it's, it's huge. It's really big. Like, it's, 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 uh, it's not quite as big as Luxor, because Luxor is about, I want to say, like, 50 stories in Vegas. You can give or take, yeah. But it's, it's up there. Like, it's up there in terms of raw volume. It's a big friggin' space, and... You know, don't undersell it just because you know it's in Memphis, Tennessee. Like it, this is a serious thing. This is no joke. This is big boy stuff. And uh, yeah, it was super cool to go check it out. And and Memphis is a, is a place that I really want to go back to, anyways, because there's a lot of stuff going on. I'd love to go see um, Graceland. We, you know, obviously we didn't get a chance to drive drive by it. Spend more time in Midtown, which seems really cool. Go to Hammer and Ale more. Go to Hammer and Ale more. Pay, pay my brother more. <laughs> and go to, you know, visit all sorts of different stuff. There's there's definitely a good art scene and a good music scene out in Memphis. And uh, it seems really dope. So, 
yeah, Memphis was a cool place to, to go for a few hours and check out and see some stuff and and get a little bit of a feel for it. Uh, I, I respect it a lot, and I know I should be able to fly down there because they're like a pseudo Delta hub. So um, I should be able to get a cheap flight there once in a while. And I'm, I'm really excited to go back. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I mean Memphis. Was that, what else is there to say? I mean, yeah. like it, it for, was for super like fun. three hours in Memphis, we had a freaking awesome time. And you know, the, the thing is, like for this trip, you know, uh, I made sure, you know, like, I, I wanted to give Joe. Joe had to have his input. Like, I wanted to make sure Joe had his input. And but we didn't even get to do like Texas barbecue. Like, there was no mesquite, you know, smoked brisket on this trip. We didn't get to do any uh, Memphis style ribs. Uh, you know, just because <laughs> just because of timing and, and all the other stuff that's going on. Um, so there's like there's the natural things you would do in these areas as well that, that are really really cool and you know Dallas you know we were in Dallas for like a day and a half we barely scratched the surface man I mean we only did some of the suburb stuff like we didn't even get to do we didn't go to a baseball game or a football game or a hockey game or a basketball game we didn't go to the zoo we didn't go see Fair Park we didn't go to Dealey Plaza we didn't go to the Fort Worth stockyards like all like the major things that most people go there to do you know, we even get a chance to do a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, not that we can because it's, it's an abbreviated trip. Like, we're, we're flying around the country here, you know. But, uh, you know, we, we still got in so many cool things. Like, so much good stuff. And, um, you know, God, what a burger versus In-N-Out just alone. Like, that's... <laughs> what, a, what a blast. Like, just to get, to get to do stuff like that. Like, like it just... It, 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 just to get out of the house and do it like it's freaking awesome like all all I can say is like somebody said earlier on our Twitter account that you know listening to the podcast this week has inspired them to be like yeah actually I think I should go to King's Dominion like like I just want the best thing that anybody can say about the podcast is that like hearing me talk about awesome stuff inspires them to like get up and go do something like there's so much cool stuff everywhere like there's so many dope things to do and so many cool things to see you know, go check out the pieces I do on Parkscope. You know, I, I haven't gotten every single province and state done in the U.S. and Canada yet, but I've got, like, two-thirds of them wrapped up. So more than likely, your state's in there, and there's probably something that you've never heard of or never gone to in it. Go check that out, whatever it is. You know, go visit it, uh, peep it, you know, go have a good time, take some pictures, get some food. You know, or a state near you. Yeah, or a state near you. I mean, undoubtedly, if it's if I haven't done your state, I've done probably all of its neighbors. So, you know, just check them out. Um, Prince Edward Island's going to come up probably this week. I think that's my next one, and then probably Rhode Island after that. So, you know, keep on the eye, keep on the lookout for those. But yeah, man, we're we're out here trying to, you know, it's not just about the fact that you know we, we get a chance to talk to each other, which is which is part of the reason why we all do the podcast. But, you know, for me, like, my inspiration to it is that, like, hopefully you out there feel like you want to go do something. Because I don't get paid out of this. I get no money out of this. This is pure hobby, man. This is just, this is literally for the lulls and for the enjoyment. So, uh, if, if you out there like it and you, you're like, wow, actually, like, this, the, like, a lot of things you, you guys are doing sound really cool. Like, go check them out, man. Just hop in the car. Get on a plane. You know, uh, just do it. That's all. You, that's sometimes you just have to do that. That's what we did. You know, that that's literally what we did. Like literally, like on a couple days' notice. So if we can do it, you can do it. Yeah, and like we got some free beers out of it, and that's yeah. about it for in terms of 
influencer status. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like we didn't even ask for that. Like, we tried to pay for the beers today, you know, and we brought beer as like an exchange uh, yesterday at Turning Point. So, you know, we're not trying to sit here and get freebies from anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what this is about. We're just out here to have a good time and, and check stuff out and, you know, be cool. Yeah, be cool. And you know what? The other thing, too, is like, if you're cool with other people, like people are going to be cool back to you. That's that's how it works, you know. Um, I'm not necessarily believing karma, you know, uh, exactly. But you know, as long as you're just like a cool dude and and you know you don't make demands and you're just everything's you know you let things flow, like things happen, man. Um, maybe you know maybe one thing you ask for or ask about you know isn't going to happen, but you know five others might. So just keep that in mind. Like there's always, as I've said many times on this trip. The worst case scenario is somebody says no, and they just go okay, and they just move on. You know, that's it. Uh, that that's life too. That's that's everything. So, you know, just just you know, that basically that's all I'm saying is like go out there, have a good time, and hopefully us having a good time makes you want to have a good time because that's what it's about. Yeah, and I, I don't know how I can say it better than that. So, um, is there anything else we want to talk about? I don't I don't think there's any news. Coming out recently, uh, Voodoo Donuts has a lot of new shit coming out. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's gonna be opening yeah. pretty soon at Universal. So it's <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, uh, the outside looks am- like the inside looks amazing. The outside looks amazing. Um, all the decorations look super cool. Donuts are delicious. So there you go. Um, I think there's not been really much else news. I think Disney dropped all their news, and Universal is gonna be quiet for a little while until. Fast and Furious opens, which I think maybe May time frame. I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, SeaWorld doesn't seem to have anything going on right now that I've seen. I mean, there's not, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of news like busting out of the seams right now. It's not really a, a newsy time of year, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's basically you know the news that you would have heard is what you already heard from us about Time Traveler. So that's, and, and that's, Steel Vengeance, and Steel Vengeance, previews. which is coming up. You know that's going to be big. Um, and then we'll probably get to soft opens fairly soonish. I don't know if it'll be next month, but at least in May, I would I, I, maybe like early June for Toy Story Land at Disney. You'll start to see those rolling in. But I mean, that's like there's not there's not a whole lot. Uh, oh, and of course, all the Six Flags stuff that'll open up around Memorial Day. But but like the fundamentally, like the big big things are still kind of pending, and there's nothing that's really happened. I think this week that's like. You know, the last couple of days that we really need to react about. I mean, I guess some, I guess people on the internet reacted today because somebody brought in like a Mickey funnel to the crown and a Mickey beer bong. Mickey beer bong. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Here's another idea too: uh, spend less time mad online and spend more time having fun. There's another idea. Just throw that out there. It's, it's, that's that's my wisdom for the day. Yeah, yeah. Also, be like, be cool. Yeah, be cool. I would not say bringing a Mickey beer bong into Epcot is being cool. No, that's actually that's really try hard and sad. Like it's actually it's really sad. Like imagine that like, and the dude's like forty or something. Yeah, like, imagine, in his forty forties. Imagine you're like forty three, and you wake up in the morning and you're like, "Yo, today is the day I'm going to take this Mickey beer bong that I made to Epcot Center, an amusement park, a theme park." Primarily geared for children and families, so I can get wasted. Like I'm at a college party, 
and I'm like 19. Like how how sad is that? Like where what 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 wrong turns happen? Like why not just stay at home with a 30 case? Like why did you do this? Why why did you do all of this? Like you had to make that. Like there's not like a there's not commercially available Mickey beer bong. Like you had to go do that. You had to concoct that out of various pieces of tubing and like a, a Mickey hat. Why? Why did you think that was cool? Like, it, it it sounds sad. It sounds sad and tragic. I feel bad for that person. I'm not mad at them. I feel bad for them. <laughs> I feel bad for them. I feel bad for their family. I feel bad for their friends that reinforce this activity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now we're... Yeah. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Blythenville. Blythenville. Blythenville, Arkansas. Blythenville. You gliving and the and the clovers and the and the collars, children. Anyway, uh, I I think that's about it with news. I think that's about it with our our kind of what we did today. I mean, today was just basketball. Um, listen, to basketball. Shout out to Loyola. Shout yeah. out Loyola. Loyola Chicago. Upsets. And, um, and well, we already talked about uh, UMBC yesterday. Yes, we did. Yeah, which was fantastic. Oh, God, we were we were like following that game in the line for Texas Giant, <coughs> and it finally went final just before we got to the car in the parking lot. Which also shout out to Six Flags Over Texas parking lot, just randomly having like a spot in the same row available, like at opening, and then again like nine hours later. That was great. That was really helpful. Um, yeah, uh, that shout out to Six Flags Over Texas in general. Yeah, it's a fun place. Like it, it you know, there's a couple little teething issues here and there, but overall, like really good park, super good rides. Yeah, and uh, I guess tomorrow kind of be like a review episode. But yeah, tomorrow we're gonna do a general review of everything. We're gonna have Zaxby's tomorrow. I think is the game yeah. plan. Yeah, we're so we have Zaxby's. so we're gonna do a Zaxby's versus Raising Canes. Yeah, and then we can give our official lowdown on the regional fast foods. Of the uh, Mid-South Mid-South? The Mid-South, you'd call it? I, I I don't even know Texas is its own thing like, Yeah They want to be grouped in with but anybody like Missouri, else But I'm saying like Missouri and Arkansas And that area, yeah, Mid-South Yeah, yeah, I guess Yeah, because like the Mid-South Coliseum <laughs> I think was in uh, Well, actually it been in like Greensboro I don't even know Like it's Mid-South, sure We're going to go with Mid-South Yeah, Mid-South <laughs> <coughs> wow, I'm, I'm okay. Man, I need water. Um, we'll do a general review episode tomorrow on the road. Probably going to also do uh, your uh, trip report for Arizona and all that stuff. Yeah, we might do that. I still haven't even done... We haven't talked about Arizona and uh, El Paso and Juarez yet, and I keep promising it at some point we'll do it. Also, here, we'll do this. This will this see if anybody's actually listening and paying attention. Uh Go tweet at us at Parkscope on Twitter. Give us questions. Do you have any questions about our trip or about anything that we did uh, or anywhere we stayed or anything we ate or really anything at all uh, of that nature? Go ahead and tweet at us and uh, we will answer questions tomorrow on the show. Yeah, that sounds good. So on behalf of Alan, I'm Joe. Uh, We'll see you guys soon. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how else I'll end this. Just, like, peace out, Girl Scout, or...
Word to your mother. Later, Gator. Later, Gator. Uh, yeah, you get it. 